WWDC, which is the Worldwide Developers Conference, um, and I was pretty excited because the one thing I was looking forward to was um, iOS 7, because um, I have an iPad. I don't have a Mac, so OS 10 wasn't going to excite me. <laughs> oh, it um, excited me. <laughs> um, I, I, I want to go back and watch that. Um, I, I do know that the new OS 10 is called Mavericks. Um, yeah, it's the, the first time that they've moved away from the big cat name. Yeah, so. which I'm sure has something to do with um, uh, Tim Cook and Johnny Ive basically running Apple now. Um, well, plus they kind of ran out of big cat names. Like, oh, yeah. there's there's plenty of them. There's Puma and... Poom, they used Puma. That was 10.1. Oh, was it? See, mm. I am obviously not a Mac user. <laughs> I want to be though. I really do. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sure there's more big cats somewhere. Well, you well, they, they, they u- they've used cheetah, puma, jaguar, panther, tiger, leopard, snow leopard, lion, mountain lion. I don't know what else you could use. <laughs> Alley cat. Oh wait, that's not a big cat. Never mind. <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, uh, there's some really cool stuff going on with, um, OS 10, and I, I don't know much, what, do you know much about it? I mean, I know you, you were just telling me you didn't get to, get a chance to watch the keynote. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but, um, I, I did read a little bit about it, but there wasn't anything that really jumped out at me that was like, hey, this is gonna be amazing um i after i read up on it some more and watch the keynote i might be a little bit more excited about it but i i'm still excited about it just because it is a new uh operating system and yeah and those are always nice um but we'll we'll see what the what the big um features are that come out of it yeah the the, i i know I know one of the uh, features is there's going to be an improved uh, multiple display support. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and I'm excited about that because I do a lot of stuff on my TV mm-hmm. where I um, I hook up my computer to it and use... Because I have a 16-inch TV, so it's nice to yeah. use that as my computer. Um, See, as, as a designer, I'm so jealous. I would love to have a 16-inch TV and just be like, uh, eh. I'm gonna work on the TV today. Yeah. Not use my, not use my tiny little screen on my laptop or something like that. Um, the big thing from WWDC that I think most people were waiting on, it was the thing I was waiting on, was OS 7, um, because there were rumors that they were just going to um, totally revamp the entire, the entire um, 
operating system itself and the look of it. And um, again, as a designer, I was really excited because Johnny Ive was talking about um, this flat um, style, which um, a lot of people will probably think of like Windows 8 um, has a lot of like flat icons and um, that kind of user interface. And um, no, did you did you see any of that, David? Because I mean, you have an iPhone, I know. Um, yeah, I have the. 4s. Yeah, and and I think yeah, OS seven will be on the 4s. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if it's good for the. I think it it'll be the four and later. I think is what they said. Uh huh. Um, have you seen it at all? I've seen snippets, little pictures. Um, it does look a lot different. What do you think of it? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm kind of scared because it is. It does look like it's going to be a big change. Uh huh. Um, and e- even without with all the changes that have came throughout all the different iOSs, it's still been pretty consistent. Yeah. And now, like, they're trying to do this drastic change because I mean I understand they they have to because now they have more competition between like Windows phones mm-hmm. and uh, all the different smartphones that are out now yeah. they have to, they have to do something to keep their market fresh yeah um but i'm just kind of scared i gotta say <laughs> as an apple fan i yeah I, I hope they do it justice yeah um it's it's a definitely a different look um when steve jobs first introduced the i the iphone um uh, i i read his biography and in it um he he basically said something like um, he wanted he wanted the iPhone and the icons to look so good that you just wanted to lick the icon, like um, <laughs> and and you don't get that with iOS seven the way it looks right now because everything's flat. They're using um, it's hard to explain flat. Like it doesn't have like all the texture. Um, you know when if if you have an iPhone um, or an iPad. You'll you know what I'm talking about, but like if you open up like your notes, um, it's got like it looks like torn paper on the side and got that right. leather binding on the top. Um, they're getting rid of all of that in iOS 7, and it's just very clean. And I think it looks good. Uh, some of the icons look really dumb. Like uh, they changed the um, the Game Center icon. Now, I don't like the icon that they currently have for it anyway on, like, iOS 6. But um, this, it like, it's weird because they want to go flat, but they look like bubbles. Yeah, they look like big, big different, like, balls. Yeah. Like different colors and shapes. and Uh-huh. And I think the Safari icon, it's really weird um, because it's... It's hard to explain. There's, I have some problems with the with some of the icons, um, and I was on Pinterest today, and I actually found um, this guy that um, actually basically said, "Here's what the icons would look like if I did them." And I even tweeted to Apple. I said, "Hey Apple, hire this guy to design your icons because they just look fantastic. Like everything flowed really well." Um, I've heard a lot of people complain just that they look cheap or they look too kitty and. Uh, the color palette they use is really um, 
well, I don't, I don't know if you know who Leo Laporte is. Um, he's, I know him from way back in like tech TV when that was still around. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's a tech guy, and uh, I was watching um, one of his shows, and he actually pulled up a picture picture of Nicki Minaj and said, "Look, they just basically." based the iOS 7 color palette on one of her outfits. Because like, <laughs> all the bright colors, and I just, I, I had to laugh. Um, so I, I'm excited about iOS 7 and um, even OS 10, because one day, one day, I will own a Mac. So um, so I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. So I, I wanted to share that. Um, and that that's... Pretty much all I have for WWDC. Um, the, uh, the the big thing that for me was missing from WWDC. Um, like yeah, they did have the new um, iOS and they had the new uh, they had the new uh, OS X, but there was no uh, there was no new like solid hardware. They had like small updates to uh, Apple TV, I think. Yeah, well they actually they released um the new Mac Pro. Um uh and I I I the, it's a basically it's like a black cylinder. Um I'll have pictures in the show notes of it. Um but it looks pretty cool. Like they've basically taken a, a computer and um stuck it in this like small cylinder. I don't know how big it is. But it's not very big at all, um, so that's kind of like their big thing that they're pushing. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. They don't have a release date or a price point for that yet. Um, but uh, I'm pretty interested in it because it's like, man, if it's, I don't know if it's gonna replace like the Mac Mini, because I've always thought, man, a Mac Mini would be nice to have because it's it's a little cheaper, probably mm-hmm. closer to my price range. Um, but if it's if it's like the price of a Mac Mini. You know, it, it 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 can't be because if I, it is like a MacBook Pro, yeah, then there's no way they could get that power and sell it for the price of a Mini. Yeah, I don't know, um, but I'm 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 excited to see where that goes because it looks really cool. It's black. It's like this mm-hmm. black cylinder. Um, kind of looks like Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, that that was their big hardware now. There were rumors that there was going to be like an iWatch or something like that, but they didn't release that at WWDC this year. Uh, the, they also announced um, iTunes Radio, yeah, which is their new um, like music streaming. It's um, I, I from what it sounds like, it's going to be like a Pandora type, yeah, type thing. Um, so I wonder what that means for for apps like Pandora. And stuff like that, because if if Apple has their own um, app for it, uh-huh. then they're not, they're not going to promote apps like Pandora and stuff like that anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be hard. Um, it, that that's it's a good question, and it's hard to say because I mean, the majority of people probably use iTunes anyway. Mm. Like, I don't I don't have an iPhone. But I use iTunes to put, um, you know, podcasts and stuff like that on my Android phone. Um, it's kind of my my music player of choice. 
because, um, you know, it just it kind of works with what I've got. Um, and see, I like Spotify when it comes to like, you know, online radio and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's got some pretty stiff competition because people have been using Pandora for years. Yeah. You know, and Spotify's really big. I mean, sometimes I wonder if Spotify is not bigger than Pandora. Um, but I, I think it'll be pretty cool, and I'll definitely be trying it out because it's going to be incorporated when they um, update uh, iTunes. So it'll be like right there in iTunes, um, along with everything else, which is again another thing that Apple's really good at. So we'll see. I don't. I don't think they're going to put anybody out of business, though. That's that's my opinion, at least. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't see them putting anybody out of business, but if they're going to slap that right on the front of like the iPhones and stuff like that, then I don't know. It could really make an impact with the iOS uh, phones and things like that. It could, but here's um, here's my thing, just. Uh, because Apple's very good at trying to force people to use their primary um, their primary apps. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, like your 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 iPhone and your iPad, they come preloaded with Safari, and yeah. um, I don't I don't like I didn't like Safari for for the desktop. Um, so I actually as soon as I got my iPad, I went and installed Chrome. And that's my primary browser. So I don't know. I think, I think, um, I mean, I think people will use it. But that for me, I'll probably stick with Spotify unless, um, unless I can't find something on Spotify, then I'll probably use iTunes Radio. <laughs> so I, I like Spotify. I can't help it. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, that's WWDC. Um, not in a nutshell, because we talked about that for about 10 minutes. <laughs> um, David, do you want to talk about uh, some game consoles? Because I that is not my area of expertise. All right, so um, if you know anything about gaming, you probably know that E3 just happened. Um, it was it was a big deal because this year they're coming out with the, the big new consoles. Uh, we, we already have the Wii U, which... Um, they had like a slight early early release, but um, this year we're getting the uh, the new Xbox, which is called the Xbox One, and then the the next PlayStation was the PlayStation Four, um, which don't even ask me how my, Microsoft thought it was okay to call the new Xbox the Xbox One. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's what I called the original Xbox. Right. You know, after the 360 came out. Which, the three, 360 is kind of a dumb name, too, with the number three at the beginning. So. Well, but, I mean, at least they had some <laughs> reasoning for it. I I don't understand why they call it the Xbox One, but whatever. You know, mm-hmm. that's... Um, they're, um, they, they showcased uh, the consoles and... The Microsoft was the first one to showcase, uh-huh. and there was a lot of backlash from it. Uh, have you read anything about it? The only thing that I've heard is now I could be getting confused, but am I am I right in that they said that 
they won't allow used games and that you have to be online all the time. That's correct. Those are the two big things that everyone got upset about. Um, you have to connect to the internet. Uh, I mean, it's not all the time, but like once an hour or something like that. Um, I don't remember the exact spec, but um, it's something like once an hour. And if you don't connect, then it'll uh, shut off your gaming capabilities. And you can still use it as like a Blu-ray player. Woo-hoo. But then you, then you just have an overpriced Blu-ray player. Right. Um, and also, uh, they're not doing the used game thing because you can once you buy a game, you, you buy that license, mm-hmm. and you can give it to one person. Uh, you can give them that license to the game, and then they own that game, but then they're stuck with it. Like, they can't give it back to you. They can't give it to someone else. Um, Jeez. Yeah, so it that ruins, like, the used gaming market for, for the Xbox. Um, yeah, but then Sony came out um, later with their press conference, and one of the first things they talk about is... With our console, you don't have to always be connected to the internet. Uh, yeah. With our console, you can share games with your friends, and you can buy used games, and yeah. the crowd goes wild. It's like, yeah. Well, see, here's... Sorry to interrupt you. Um, no, you're fine. My thought about the no sharing, because, you know, I'm not a huge gamer, but, you know, at one time I had a PlayStation 2, and mm. I-, I loved that thing. I played it all the time. And my thing was, uh, if I had a friend that had a PS2 game, and um, and I wasn't sure about it, I just wanted to to um, to check it out. Mm-hmm. I'd borrow it from them, and if I really liked it, I'd go out and buy it. Right. Um, and I think I think that's if if Microsoft stands by what they're saying, um, then they're going to be losing. I think they're going to be losing a lot of money in this. Oh yeah. Because I mean, they they get a good chunk of game sales and all that stuff. And I personally, you know, um, I know recently I posted on Facebook that I wanted an Xbox. And uh, I think you said, well, save your money because, you know, the X, the new Xbox and the new PlayStation are coming out. Uh, and, you know, originally I was like, ah, I'll, get, I'll get an Xbox because I'm, I'm used to those. I like those. Uh, but now I think I want to, I want to go with Sony. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I have both, I have the, both the PlayStation 3 and the 360. Uh-huh. And, um, and right now I, I'm leaning, I use my PlayStation more often. Mm. And after these press conferences, I'm definitely, it, whenever I do end up buying a new console, which probably won't be for another year or two because prices are crazy when they first come out. Yeah, how much uh, is the Xbox going for? Um, or do you know? I don't remember off the top of my head. I can look it up really quick. But while I'm looking that up, there was one other thing that um, the Xbox had, the Xbox One has that a lot of people were upset about, and that is the Connect. That is always listening. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Um, it. I, supposedly, it, it's only listening for you to say Xbox on, um, and that those are the only words that it's listening for, but I, if it's listening for that, then does that mean it's, like, 
hearing everything you're saying and yeah. and apparently and this is just online speculation but um microsoft has been making deals with like the fbi and stuff like that um which i could actually see happening they obviously wouldn't talk about that with the general public oh right i could see something like that happening if they have the connects and i have a connect it's unplugged yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um this is skynet this is that's right. what's going on <laughs> but with the new xbox one if your connect isn't plugged in mm-hmm. you can't play games that's bull right ah <sighs> Microsoft, you're screwing it up. I can't. Um, I, I, think. I, I still don't have the price point. It's not on this article that I'm looking at. But um, I know that the PlayStation 4 is going to be $100 cheaper than the Xbox One. Boy, Sony is playing their cards right. I think I'm going to uninstall Windows 7 off of my laptop and <laughs> uh, do something else. Because like, I'm afraid of Microsoft now. <laughs> uh, I have a gosh. Mac, so I'm. <laughs> yeah, rub it in, rub it in. <sighs> I also have the credit card payment for a Mac, so yeah, I can't rub that in. I I wish I would have been uh, a little smarter with how I spent my Best Buy credit card. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I okay, a- um, the the Sony PlayStation Four will be three ninety nine uh, at the starting price. And and then the um, Xbox One will be one hundred dollars more at four ninety nine starting price. Wow, which is still less than like the three sixty and PlayStation three were when they first came out. But PS three was what like six hundred? Oh, yeah, it originally was like six seven hundred originally. I, it was crazy. Yeah, obviously I don't have one of either. I I, I bought I bought my wife a Wii. And uh, I'm, I've about had it with that thing. <laughs> um, so, uh, does that wrap up uh, our our video game console? Do you have something else? Um, just just to take a quick second to talk about not only the consoles but some of the games that came that were oh, yeah. announced. Um, the big one for me, Kingdom Hearts three. Um, mm-hmm. I I played Kingdom Hearts one and two way back on the PlayStation two. Um, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts skipped an entire video game console generation. Oh yeah, I heard about <laughs> uh, that. So so now uh, for the PlayStation Four, um, Kingdom Hearts Three is coming out, and I couldn't be more excited because I loved the first two. You take Disney and you take like Final Fantasy graphics and characters and stuff like that, and you merge them together. <laughs> That's that that pleases both like the kid in me and the adult. So I. <laughs> Um, yeah. That was the big one for me. I mean, there were some other things talked about uh, for the first-person shooter people. Uh, another big one was um, Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, um, that's finally coming out, huh? Yeah, they're really, and it's not Battlefront Three. Um, they're restarting it as Star Wars Battlefront, and um, they, they, uh, I think it's all first-person shooter instead of the third person. Ah, but I mean, it looks. Really could. Uh, if you if you have a chance, go online, look up uh, Star Wars Battlefront trailer. Okay. Uh, it it looks like it's gonna be really good. So I'm excited for that. Um, I, and I don't know if maybe they might have a third person option because 
in the original, it was originally third uh, third person, and you could go in and change the option to first person. Yeah. Um, so they might have something like that too, but the trailer was in first person. Okay. Cool. Uh, but those were the big ones for me. Um, if you if you want to know anything else that happened, you can you can Google it. Yep, and we'll we'll put links for for articles and stuff like that if if and when we find them. So. Um. So I guess it does that that does it for kind of our um, our current events announcements kind of thing. Um, let's uh, let's move on to our poll lists. Um, David, what do you got? Okay. Um, this is this also, ha- by the way, sorry. Uh, this is for the week of June twelfth, twenty thirteen. So um, this is after um, our uh, poll list day, comic book day, whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, um, for me, there were uh, three books that I had uh, pulled at my local comic book shop of Comics Cubed. Um, I had Alpha Big Time number five, which a lot of people kind of hate the character of Alpha. He's kind of annoying, <laughs> but um, I kind of like him. And this is the, the fifth book in the series of five. It's a miniseries. Uh, so I by now, like, I had the other four. I had to pick up the fifth one. Right. Uh, <laughs> um. And it's, I haven't read this book yet, but number four ended in somewhat of a cliffhanger, so I'm I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, so if you want, if you have, you, do you know the the character of Alpha at all? Um, I don't. I I, I know that he popped up uh, in Spider Man sometime last year. That's the first yeah. time I heard about him. Yeah, he was introduced in the the late issues of um, Amazing Spider Man. Okay. Uh, it was, I think, two story arcs before the final one um, with Doc Ock, and a lot of people hated him. He, he <laughs> I heard is, that. He is kind of an annoying character. Um, he's like a bratty teenager. Um, I kind of like him. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I do. I heard um, that. I heard that with this th- series, they kind of wanted people to sympathize with him a little bit. Yeah, I I wasn't expecting a whole lot from Alpha Big Time, but I I've learned to to like him as a character. I don't know if they're going to really keep him around after this miniseries, okay. um, or if they're going to just stick him on the shelf somewhere like they do a lot of other characters. But it's been it's been an all right book. Um, okay. uh, the next book on my pull list was Avengers Assemble number sixteen. Um, which is part two of five of the uh, the storyline, The Enemies Within. Um, it started, I think, a couple weeks ago with uh, Avengers Enemy Within one shot. Mm. Um, so this is what this is. It's a crossover between the Captain Marvel and the Avengers Assemble book, um, and it's it's all about uh, Captain Marvel. She's uh, in her own book. She's um, gotten some sort of the sickness where it's caused her where she can't, she's not able to fly because if she flies, it can cause like a brain hemorrhage or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's kind of off to a slow start. Um, but I, I really enjoy crossover books, which is the reason I'm reading it. I don't really read, um, either Avengers assemble or Captain Marvel on a regular basis. Uh-huh. But when, when I heard they had a crossover, I, I went ahead and decided to pick it up. 
Um, I enjoyed the one shot. It was mainly all about Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know if they're going to, in the Avengers Assemble book, if they're going to merge in with with more of the other characters or if it's mainly just all about Captain Marvel. So we'll see about that. Yeah, uh, the the Marvel, Captain Marvel books have been pretty decent. I've read, um, I think I've read a few of them. I don't know if I'm up to date on them, but I've read a few of them. They've been pretty good. Yeah, I've read a couple here and there, but I haven't been reading them continuously. Um, but they've been all right. They, It's been interesting to see um, her transformation into Captain Marvel instead of just the, the old Miss Marvel, um, mm-hmm. seeing how she's taken over the role. Uh, the third book in my pool list uh, was The Walking Dead, number 111, which... Is brutal. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it. This one is not for the kiddies. So. <laughs> yeah. So for all for all you Walking Dead fans out there, definitely pick it up, um, check it out, or just wait for the trade like everyone else does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I quit reading Walking Dead after issue 100. It just it got so heavy uh, that I was just like ah. Because I, I did one of those things where I just kind of um, went on like a Walking Dead binge, mm. and within a couple weeks, I read probably the first fifty books. You know. Yeah. So, I may have to dip my toes back in the water. Ah, uh, you you <laughs> definitely should. It's <laughs> it it is still definitely heavy, but yeah, um, there, there haven't been any major moments like issue one hundred yeah. since then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I definitely highly recommend the Walking Dead series if you're not reading it yet. Yeah. All you listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so my pull list, um I had two books and I've only actually read one of them. Um uh and the one that I read was Batman issue 21 Zero Year. Um this was uh I I found this to be a really interesting book because as the name implies, this goes back to um, before Bruce is officially Batman. Um, and from what I understand, they are actually, this is the beginning of like an 11 issue run. Um, so for the next year, we're going to have, um, Bruce Wayne becoming Batman. Um, and this was just really cool because you, you get to meet some characters that have been mentioned throughout the, 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 throughout Zack Snyder's, Batman stories, um, like Uncle Philip, and um, I don't. It's just really cool to kind of see that um, that history of Bruce Wayne, because I feel like uh, Scott Snyder's digging in um, a lot deeper than um, uh, Frank Miller's Year One did. I mean, this is going back even further. So uh, it was a really good read, and I definitely recommend picking that up um, when you get the chance. The other book I got that I haven't been able to read yet is um, Superman Unchained, number one. And this is also another Scott Snyder book. Um, and it's illustrated by Jim Lee, which I, I love Jim Lee's work. And uh, it just it looks like it's going to be fantastic. Um, but uh, from I, what I understand – go ahead. I, I have heard that um, 
and, and I actually have it too because I, I won it uh, through a get-together thing, but um, I've heard that um, Superman Unchained is one of the best Superman books in quite a long time. Yeah. So um, I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Because from someone who's not a huge Superman fan, um, I'm looking forward to a good Superman book. Yeah. And here's the thing. I trust Scott Snyder. He's done amazing work on Batman. Um, and, um, and you know, Superman is not, you know, one of those characters. Like, I tried reading the New 52 Superman, and I just mm-hmm. I couldn't connect with them. And Scott Snyder has just this way of making his character so um, so believable and so real that, that you connect to him. So I'm really excited to, to read this book. And probably when we're done recording this, I'll probably start reading it. Um, but, yeah, cover is awesome. <laughs> and... Uh, that, that's it for my poll list for the week, and it is actually a pretty good segment into our featured topic of Man of Steel. <sighs> so, um, as we normally do, um, there will be spoilers, uh, so if you don't want to hear it, plug your ears, fast <laughs> forward, that kind of thing. Um, David, what was your overall experience with this? What did you think? I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, like I have said before, uh, the little disclaimer, I'm definitely a Marvel guy. And as far as DC characters, I, I like Batman, as most people do. And um, I'm a big Green Lantern fan. Mm-hmm. But Superman is pretty low on my list of <laughs> characters. Um and even as someone who ha- doesn't really like Superman all that much, I really liked this movie. Mm-hmm. I, they, they did a really good job at um, humanizing Superman, which is which I feel has been the the hardest part in the past yeah. uh, with Superman. Is like everyone feels like he's this like immortal mm-hmm. who who can't be harmed, he can't really be hurt, um, unless in the comics you have some kryptonite behind yeah. you. Um, yeah. People don't like Superman for that reason a lot of the time. But in this movie, they did a good job at like showing the connection between him and both of his fathers. Yeah. And um, and just his parents in general. And, man, it, it, they did a good job, I felt. It was a good introduction to what might be the future of DC movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I I have to agree with all of that. Um, if if Man of Steel is going to be kind of the hinge point, um, and or maybe the, I guess the starting point for where Justice League, if that ever comes about, um, if 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 this if this is the start of DC's um, movies and they stay um, on par with this one. Uh, they're going to give Marvel a good run for their money. Um, I I really enjoyed this a lot, and like I said when I was talking about Superman Unchained, you know, that's always been the hardest part for me about Superman is he can't be hurt. Um, he's he's practically invincible, and uh, you know, he's too he's too much he's too Superman 
to be a good superhero for me. And, um, uh, geez, I totally lost the name. Uh, Henry Cavill, he was perfect Superman. Um, uh, I was, I was a little nervous at first. I mean, he's a good actor. I watched him in, um, the Tudors, uh, and he was fantastic in this movie. Um, Zack Snyder, who I've only, I've seen, I think I've seen 300 and Watchmen. Um, Mm -hmm. and the movies looked really good, but for me, I didn't care for either one of those movies. Mm -hmm. And that made me nervous with, um, because I didn't like either one of those movies, but, uh, man, they really, they really came through with this movie. And, um, I was very pleased with it and I can't wait to go see it again. Yeah. Um, I, the only, and this isn't a spoiler at all, really. Um, the only disappointment that I really had with the movie was there was nothing after the credits, which, <laughs> yeah. which as a Marvel fan, I've come to expect. Yeah. Um, and knowing that before this movie had even been released, uh, with, uh, which I saw a special like 7 p.m. showing of it um, mm-hmm. on Thursday night, and before that had even shown, before that Thursday had even came, they had already greenlit Man of Steel 2. Yeah, I saw so that. So when I, when I heard that, I was like, there has to be something like at the end or after the credits <laughs> that leaves you hanging leaves you wanting more um but they didn't really have that spot like even in the regular movie like there was a good conclusion it was like oh um i mean i don't want to give any spoilers but um it was it was very conclusive yeah Yeah. so i i I just i wanted more there but I can't really complain because it was still good. Oh, yeah. I think they played it safe, though, by not doing that. Because I think they don't... I don't think they want to be like Marvel. Um, and uh, so I, I thought it was a smart move on their part. I, I really do. Um, although, it would have been so cool to have something after the end credits. Mm-hmm. Um, so... what? Well, or, or maybe, like, well, because before, like, while they were making it, they, they probably had no idea that they were going to be greenlit for another movie before it was even released. Yeah. So maybe they, what probably happened was they didn't want to make the same mistake that Green Lantern made. Yeah. And have that, like, open ending mm-hmm. and then not have another movie made. Yeah. Uh, because it, if anyone who's listening to this has seen Green Lantern, uh, you know that at the end of it, it's very much like, oh, what's going to happen next? Yeah. And you don't <laughs> get that because they were never allowed to make another movie. So Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, they just did a fantastic job with this movie. Um, I think overall, I would have to say that this movie beat out Iron Man for me. Um, even I, though, even I though three. I'm, yeah, <laughs> right. Okay. Even though, even though I'm more familiar with Iron Man, um, and yes, Iron Man three was very enjoyable. Um, this movie did so many things right. Now it's not perfect. Um, there, there was, 
there's some stuff here and there. But overall, I just really enjoyed this movie. And um, I enjoyed uh, most of the characters. And um, it just seemed like a, a better put together movie than Iron Man 3 did. So, um, yeah, this is, this is my mo- summer movie, definitely. I, I would have to agree with that. Even as a huge Marvel fan, a, a fan of the Avengers Initiative, um, even as all of that, I, I would have to say that I enjoyed this movie more than I enjoyed Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Now, that might be because I had psyched myself up too much for Iron Man 3. It might be because I spoiled Iron Man 3 too much for myself <laughs> by watching so many um, clips and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, but overall, I I liked Man of Steel better than Iron Man 3. Yeah. <sighs> okay. That, well, um... took a, that took a lot out of me to say that. So. <laughs> Do you feel like... Do you feel like less of a man now that you've said that, or? <laughs> I just hope everyone appreciates how big of a statement that is for me to say. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, well, let's go ahead and talk more about the movie. So we are officially going to move into spoiler territory. So if, uh, if you haven't seen Man of Steel, stop what you're doing. Go watch it. <laughs> Same thing we do every single time we do this. Um, okay, let's... Um, like we like we do. Um, let's go ahead and start out with characters. Um, the big one. What did you think of Henry Cavill as as um, I was going to say Bruce Wayne? Yeah, see, I know <laughs> my uh, as Clark slash Superman. Oh, I thought he did a great job. Um, I I felt like he he didn't really have a lot of dialogue throughout mm-hmm. most of the movie. Um, he was kind of quiet, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Um, but for the, yeah, for being the main character of the movie, his dialogue wasn't, there wasn't a lot of it there. I don't know if you noticed that, but. You know what? I think I did, but I don't think it mattered so much. Like I was okay yeah. with that, you know? Um, cause this movie had a lot to prove to me. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, you look at the names that are behind it. They're really well-known names. They've done good movies. Now, granted, like I said, I wasn't a huge fan of, like, 300 and Watchmen. But I respect Zack Snyder as a as a director and as a filmmaker because he makes beautiful movies. Right. Um, but I think the lack of dialogue um, from Clark and Superman... Um, I, I think, I think the way that Zack Snyder shot this, you, you didn't need all that dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you saw it in his, in his, his face and in his mannerisms and, you know, I noticed it, but I didn't care, yeah. which I probably normally would. Like if it was a Marvel movie, I might actually care. Yeah, it. He did a really good job for the amount of the amount of time and um, dialogue that he had in there, though, because to use like your facial expressions and your emotions to convey things like that um, without words takes a lot. Mm-hmm. 
so for him to be able to pull that off so well, I thought he did a tremendous job. Yeah. Um, what did you think of uh, Russell Crowe's performance as Jor-El? I, I really liked him in the, the opening scenes, uh-huh. um, like with Baby, um, <laughs> with Baby Kowell. Yeah. Um, some of the scenes with like computer Jor-El or whatever it was that. Wh- oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, I don't know. It, it sounded they were some of the most unemotional lines, I guess, for, yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of felt out of place, just some of the lines that he said. Yeah, I thought those moments felt... <sighs> I almost don't think you needed them. Like, I understand yeah. it, because I don't think you just want to introduce him in the first, you know, five to ten minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. and then just forget about him the rest of, of the movie. Um, yeah, that was that was a little rough for me, too. <laughs> um, overall, I, I, I liked him. I, I'm a, I like Russell Crowe, period. Um, but I, I wish they would have used him a little better um, than they did. It just it seemed a little silly bringing him yeah. back, um, you know, when Clark's 33 years old. And he somehow he knows every move that um, Clark's gonna make. He like it, it was like it was pre-programmed, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. That, I guess that didn't make sense to me. But um, whatever. <laughs> uh, I like Russell Crowe. Yeah, I I don't want to bash on him because he oh, didn't yeah. do a good job. Oh yeah. I just felt like those moments seemed kind of off to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on. Yeah. What about Kevin Costner as um, as Paul Kent? <laughs> I love Kevin Costner. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> I love Kevin Costner. He he is he's so good to me. <laughs> um, when, yeah. Even though yeah. I had seen the scene and I I, <laughs> I had seen the scene. Um, I I saw the the scene in previews with like little kid Clark. Where he's like, can I just pre- uh, keep pretending to be your son? Uh-huh. And he looks at him and he says, you are my son. Even though I'd already seen that uh-huh. a million times before, when it happened in the movie, I was like, oh! <laughs> yeah, it, it, it hit you right there. Yeah, I know. Uh, pull at the heartstrings. Yeah, it's a great scene. Yeah, man. One of, one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. So. Yeah. Um, because it, it, it really shows that Superman, it, he's not just Superman. Mm-hmm. He, he's also, he's just as much Clark Kent as he is Superman. Yeah, they did a very good job of portraying that in this movie, which, again, I, makes him relatable. Yeah, I think that's really easy to forget. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he is Clark Kent just as much, if not more, in this movie than he is um, Kal-El and Superman. Yeah. You, you looking at something, David? <laughs> no, there's a, I saw a spider. I apologize. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I got scared. I was getting ready to pee my pants a little bit. 
Uh, sorry about that. Uh, I don't know where he's at, and I don't want him to jump on me. I, I, I will scream like a girl, I promise. <laughs> um, Didn't you recently get, like, bit by a spider? Um, or No, my, my wife thought that she saw one. Okay. And, yeah, Wendy thought she saw one, and um, it wasn't. Uh, but she thought she thought it was, like, a really big spider. It was just, like, a piece of, like, lint from the dryer or something like that. Uh. I'm going to be freaking out for the rest of this episode. <laughs> Jeez. Think was that big around scared me. Um, what did you think about the way that they um that they killed off um Kevin Costner's character? Uh, because I don't know if you know, but in the comics and even in um the uh, the original movie, mm-hmm. um he does have a heart attack. Um, yeah. and that's not how they do it in this movie. Uh, he. He basically is a hero. Um, he, uh, what, he saves the dog? The dog. He <laughs> saves the dog and um, and then uh, gets sucked up by a tornado. Yeah, I I didn't like that. I, I mean, I, I see why they did it. Uh-huh. But they could have had him, like, go to save another person or something, but for him to go back and... Save the dog, and then he yeah. just stands there and dies. Yeah, he doesn't I, even like really try to run away from it. He just stands there, and he's like, "Nope, Clark, you stay there. I'm gonna stand here and die." Yeah, he just kind of gives him gives him a little head shake, and he's like, "Nah, I'm not gonna try running. Don't don't expose your secret to come and save my life. I'm just gonna be a, a hero for the dog." <laughs> yeah, I. I didn't really care for that. I think they accepted it because it was Kevin Costner. Right, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> Kevin Costner. It's, it, hey, if, if he wants to die that way, let him die that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, trying to think of more characters. Um, what did you think of uh, Amy Fisher as Lois? It was, at first it was weird for me because Amy Fisher is <laughs> is Amy Fisher. She's... She's not Lois? Yeah. Yeah. I I felt the same way. But um I I thought she did a decent job. Yeah. She wasn't Lois. I don't I, I mean cuz like I said, I've read a, a few Superman comics and I think she has that um that drive that Lois has, but I don't know. She Here's the problem that I had. Um I don't I don't think I had a problem with Amy Fisher um as Lois so much. A- a- Amy Adams. I Amy Adams. Where am yeah, I, I, I Amy Fisher? I don't I don't know. I was I was like I think this is the wrong person. There's and too many a- red-headed Amys in movies. I can't keep it straight. <sighs> I'm I'm sure people listen to this and they're like, you're such an idiot. You don't even know. <sighs> anyway, um, Amy Adams. Uh, sorry, I watched a bunch of Office episodes and Amy Fisher was in an episode. Um, anyway, uh, so the problem that I had with Amy Adams as Lois was I felt like she was in the movie too much. Yeah. 
And I don't know that I like the fact that her relationship, um, or the fact that she knows that Clark is Superman this early. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I like that. Because it's like, for me, it felt like almost everybody knew who he was by the end of the movie. I mean, I know that they didn't, but it felt that way. Yeah. I... I don't. I guess I didn't have that same issue with it, but um, I can see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I can see your point of view. Um, yeah, I. I thought it was neat how um, Lois went from person to person and was trying to track down uh, who is this guy. Oh, yeah, Dude. that was a really cool like, montage there. Yeah. Yeah, and, that was pretty and it, neat. And he went, um, because throughout the the first part of the movie, um, they had shown Clark going from, like, job to job and uh-huh. and just moving across. And it kind of showed her going backwards all the way back to uh, the kid, the, the guy who's now, like, an adult mm-hmm. that um, that Clark had saved as a child. Uh, in this school bus accident, which I thought was neat how it was just taking what we had seen going forward and just going backwards with it. Yeah, it, it, and that's that's Lois. Like, that's the lowest lane that I expect, you know, um, because she, she does whatever it takes to get the scoop. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, what did you think of Michael Shannon as General Zod? I loved General Zod. I thought he was a great bad guy. Um, I like after seeing it. I don't know. I don't know what else they could have done to present him as more of not just a menace, but you you also had to understand where he was coming from as as a what's the proper term Kryptonian. Yeah. Um, yeah, as a as a Kryptonian, like he he was he just wanted to save his people, mm-hmm. and but he just didn't want to go about doing it the right way. Yeah, he didn't he didn't care about saving Earth or the humans. Mm-hmm. He just wanted what was best for the Kryptonians. Yeah. Um. So it it. I thought they did a good job at showing that he he wasn't I don't think he was always completely evil mm-hmm. because at, at, towards the beginning of the movie when they were still back on Krypton um uh Jarrell was talking to him and it sounded like at one point they weren't necessarily friends but they were like colleagues yeah and they had worked together mm-hmm. and Showing how Zod wasn't maybe always so bad. He was just, yeah. like, born to be this war general. Yeah, because Jor-El says something to the fact to the fact of, um, you know, there was a time where I wanted to be you or be like you or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, so it's like Zod is justified in the crusade that he's on, but he's going about it the wrong way. And I right. think... I think that's pretty transparent, you know, um, or apparent. Jeez. It's late, isn't it? 
Um, uh, I think it's pretty apparent. I think they show that pretty well. Um, you know, and, and I think that's, again, that makes Zod more relatable, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. And uh, I like Michael Shannon anyway. Um, yeah. It, the, the whole cast was just outstanding um, through uh, and through, I guess. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. I oh, yeah. Did, I forgot. Jeez. Uh, yeah, he... <laughs> I mean, and, and he wasn't, like, a huge part of the movie. Yeah. He's uh, played the editor-in-chief of The Daily Planet, but yep. he still did... I thought he did a really good job. I, <laughs> I like Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, I... Just from the comics I've read, I, I think he caught the, the essence of who Perry White was mm-hmm. um, and just the way he interacts. Um, now, this is something, and I mean, I know you don't, I mean, I, I, I still wouldn't say I'm a DC guy. I read more DC than I ever have yeah. um, right now. But um, Jimmy Olsen was not in this movie, but if I'm not mistaken... They may have actually changed Jimmy to Jenny Olsen. I don't know if that's true or not because there was there was that other girl that worked with Lois, the dark haired girl. Mm-hmm. I don't know I, that. I didn't. I, I was I didn't thinking about that. I didn't notice. Um, I think in one part of the movie she's uh, she's like buried under stuff. I can't even remember now. But I noticed that. I kind of wanted to see Jimmy Olsen in the movie. Yeah, um... I don't know. I guess I didn't miss him. Like, I, I didn't... I didn't watch it and go, Oh, no, Jimmy Olsen isn't there. Yeah, I think I just... I realized it. Because in the comics, the reason they have Jimmy is to make... Um... Uh, is to make Superman more relatable. Um... Mm. But I think since they did such a good job in this movie of making him relatable, they didn't need him. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Um, um, go ahead. I, I can't think. Uh, of- another another part in the movie that I thought really made um, really made uh, Superman feel very human mm-hmm. um, was the at the very end when. Zod was going to kill that family. Yeah. Um, like, he held off on killing Zod until the very last second because even though he knew, like, this guy's a bad guy, um, he doesn't really care, he he didn't want to kill him. Yeah. Because this is still, like, this is the last member of my, of my race, like, my, yeah. uh, my species besides myself. Yeah. Like, and plus he, this is, this is a person. Mm-hmm. And I think it really showed his, his humanity that even though this was an evil person, he couldn't bring himself to kill him until that last moment when it was either him or those other people. Yeah. And then even after he killed him, he like wept mm-hmm. because he was so upset about it. Yeah, I thought that was just fantastic because he kills him and just like almost immediately just like screams in rage, you know, he's and and you definitely get that, you know, I didn't want to do this, but I had to do it to to save these people and um I just 
it was awesome, you know, because, like, I mean, everybody knows, well, Superman's not going to kill anybody. Mm -hmm. um, but then it also raises that question, well, what if things got so bad that he had to, would he actually go through with it? And um, I, I thought that was neat because it, it kind of changes things a little bit, I, for me at least, for Superman. You know, um, it does make him more relatable and more human, and um, it's almost like, what would you do if you were in that position, you know? I mean, so. Okay, I, um, as a quick update, I, I just looked up the whole Jimmy, Jenny Olsen thing. Oh, okay. And um, apparently what it was was um, there is a character in the movie named Jenny, uh -huh. uh, IMDb had accidentally posted it as Jenny Olsen. Oh, okay. Um, but she's just Jenny in, in the movie, and IMDb has since corrected it to just make okay. it Jenny. And um, uh, Snyder has actually came out and said, like, uh, we don't have a character named Jenny Olsen. There's just an intern named Jenny uh, she's just another character. Oh, okay. Um, I wondered about that. <laughs> hmm. Well, we'll see. They may change it for Man of Steel 2, and it'll be Jenny Olsen. Well, okay, <laughs> and, and it says that um, the name is listed as Jenny Jurwich. Oh, okay. Because she has a... It shows a close-up of her name, name tag. Oh, okay. Um, her daily... Planet name tag and it says Jenny Jerwich. Uh, so okay. it's All official. Right. There is okay. there's no <laughs> Jenny Olsen and no Jimmy Olsen in Man of Steel. Okay. We can I can deal with that. That's that's <laughs> a good answer. Um uh, something that I saw uh when I was scrolling through Twitter today, um somebody commented on all of the the downright like destruction that there was in Metropolis and basically worldwide. Um and they, me, they were talking about how um, they thought that there was actually more destruction than there was in the Avengers. Um, did you did you think about that at all when you were watching the movie? Because I know I, I did. I did think about all the destruction and like all the people that had to be dying through yeah. all of that. Um, I didn't think about it like comparing it to the Avengers because when I was watching it, my my entire thought was just on the movie I was watching. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I did think about all the, like, buildings that were collapsing and all the people that had to be dying and all of that. Mm -hmm. So it was... There was quite a bit of destruction. Yeah. I mean, I actually... I remember thinking that at the end of the movie, I think, I think it was... I don't remember. I don't know if he had killed Zod or not, but I do remember thinking, man, like, actually my first thought was, you know, that, you know, who's going to clean all this up? Because it looked <laughs> awful. Um, well, Superman, of course. Of course. You know, he'll just spend time backward and not bring Zod back to life. That's, I mean, that's probably what he would have done in the first movie. <laughs> uh but yeah, uh, I guess there's like this huge like debate or something going on, or at least with the guy I was following, um, and uh, I don't know. I 
I think the way that it was set up, it looked like there was more destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, I kind of expect that when you have two two people fighting that can fly and crash through stuff and basically can't die. Right. You know, um, I kind of expect that. <laughs> Sorry, it was just kind of a, a thought that I had. Oh, um, no. yeah, I, um, I agree. Yeah. Um, um, do you want to take a quick second to talk about some of the Easter eggs that were in the movie? You go right ahead. I didn't realize that there were any. There, there are. Um, um, in during the the fight between Superman and Zod, um, the the outer world fight, like when they're up in like the space. Yeah. Um, they destroy a satellite. I don't know if you remember that. Yes. Um, if you look closely at the satellite, you'll notice the words uh, Wayne Enterprises on it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, also, uh, they never specifically mentioned Smallville. But you but, can see the. But you can see like tower. signs and the tower and. The water tower it. actually looked like the water tower from the TV show, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Like it looked like it had the Smallville logo painted mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, I did. I do remember that. Um, there was uh, the the big one that um, a couple people that I was with noticed right away was um, during one of the battles, there was uh, a tanker that was, like, thrown at the camera, mm-hmm. and it said LexCorp on it. I, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that, too. And I, I, I thought that was a pretty cool little wink there um, at what maybe the next movie could include. Because mm-hmm. I don't think Lex Luthor was even in this movie at all. He wasn't. Mm-mm. Which, uh, that's exciting, because... Like, Lex Luthor, obviously, he's one of Superman's biggest villains. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they didn't just throw that in there in the first movie. It's it's about like what Nolan did with Batman, you know? Uh, They didn't throw Joker in the first movie. um, Because I think that would have been a pretty pretty cheap move. So I think they knew what they were doing there. um, Also, I I didn't notice this, but I just read about it, was um, during a flashback where the teenage Clark is being pummeled by the gang of bullies. Uh-huh. Um, his father intervenes. In the background, um, there's a a truck, um, and and it says Sullivan's uh, truck and tractor. Okay. Uh, which is a nod to Chloe Sullivan, um, played by Allison Mack in the show uh, Smallville. Oh, okay. Uh, and that character was specifically created for the show Smallville, Really? Um, so it's kind of neat to see a reference to that. Interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And, well, I don't know if you noticed this. I'm sure you did because they actually mentioned her name. Um, the One of the girls in the bus scene, um, that was Lana. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting because I thought of Smallville, you mm-hmm. know, when I saw that. So very cool. Very cool. Okay, um, so, boy, I really don't know how to finish this, this review up. I mean, obviously, I'm going to say go see it as soon as you can. Yeah, um, definitely, if if you're listening to this, you're a geek, yeah. so go watch this movie. It's, oh, yeah. it's made for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, whether you like 
Superman or not. Um, I, well, I I told I told Wendy, my wife, about this. I when I got home, um, I told her I said, you know what? I walked out of that movie theater, and I wanted to be a better man. I felt myself literally <laughs> walking taller when I walked out of that theater. Uh, I I don't know what it was. Um, it could be because I'm. I'm not real happy with my body shape and I want to be able to fit into a Superman costume one of these days. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I did. I just, I felt better about myself after watching that movie. So maybe I'm the only one. Maybe I just got too into it. But um, overall, a fantastic movie. Sure, there's going to be some plot holes. But you know what? The way I look at it is plot holes are going to be in there no matter how good the movie was. Um, right. Avengers was excellent, but there's still some stuff that you're like, eh. Um, so uh, definitely go check this movie out. Yes, this movie gets our stamp of approval. <laughs> I need a sound <laughs> effect there. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe maybe once we start the the video, it's on the YouTube. Yes, and uh, yeah, we we need to talk about that here in a second. Uh, do you have any recommends? Now that we're done with our review, um, I recommend that um, if you um, if you read comic books, uh, coming out this next Wednesday is Age of Ultron number ten. Um, they've been leading up to this very slowly, but number issue ten is the last of this of this story arc series. Uh, and they've said that it is unguessable. They've said no one will ever be able to guess this. Um, so I recommend you pick that up and um, let's see what they have to offer. Because if it is as epic as they say, then this could be a game changer for Marvel. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Like it's it's so big and so like unguessable. That they actually have this is this book is covered like in a black sheet, uh-huh. so so that way no one can just like peek and look. Like you have to buy it and open it and read it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, my recommendation is you guys need to go check out our new YouTube page, our new YouTube channel. I know that was that was pretty cheap. I made that one up <laughs> on the spot because I didn't have anything. Uh, we've been so busy planning our upcoming vacation, and I know David's been super busy um, now that he's working a second job. Um, <laughs> and getting married. <laughs> yeah, and getting married. That's that's the reason why we haven't actually put out an episode together in like two, three weeks. So sorry, people. Um, but go check out our YouTube channel. Uh, there's only one video on there. It's only like the teaser video. Um, so go there, subscribe, and be sure um, uh, in the comment section below that video, just give us some ideas of what to film because uh, we are busy, so we may not start filming stuff till later this year. Depends on if I get a chance to get around to it and if we get a chance to hang out together. Um, before you, before you get married. Um, but yeah, go and do that. That's going to be my recommendation. It's at youtube.com slash geek this podcast, or you can go to geek this podcast.com slash YouTube and that'll 
that'll take you there too. We'll probably try and do a couple more hangouts, and those will be posted there soon, or not soon, but whenever we do those. Also, um, if if you guys have any um, any topics that you want us to talk about, yes, uh, just toss them our way. There, there's not really another geek movie coming out until July 26 when the Wolverine comes out. Mm-hmm. So, so we need some more topics, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. I mean, we've got some some stuff we could talk about, but uh, we we definitely want to know what you guys are interested in. Um, cause for some reason you folks aren't pa- posting on our Facebook page very much and, uh, I'm getting upset. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna quit the podcast. David's gonna have to do it by himself. Um, no, I, I'm, <laughs> we're, we're okay. Um, but speaking of our Facebook page, um, let's talk about how you can get a hold of us. Um, if you want to find our show notes for this episode, go to geekthispodcast.com slash episode 14. Yes, we've made it to 14 episodes. Um, I won't. We won't do anything special till like episode 50, probably. That's that's a huge number. It is. Um, but yeah, uh, episode 14. Um, you can get a hold of us uh, at Facebook at facebook.com/geekthispodcast. You can find me on Twitter at underscore David Clements. Where can they find you, sir? Um. At the David Hunt. The David Hunt. Okay. I have it on here, but, you know, I didn't want to do all the talking because I do that <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and um, if you're if you're like, well, you know what? I have more than a Facebook page need or can hold or a Twitter post. Um, you can also use our Connect page, which has all of this stuff listed at geekthispodcast.com slash connect. And um, I just want to thank you guys so much for listening and... Remember, if you want to help sponsor the podcast, go to audibletrial.com slash geekfit and get a free audiobook and a 30-day trial from Audible. And, uh, you know, you don't have to pay a thing to help us out. So we appreciate your support, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you.